Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. Today, we turn our eyes to Michigan, and I'll be speaking with Jackie Eubanks, a Trump-endorsed candidate for Michigan's 63rd District and a former elections worker with the Chesterfield Township Clerk's Office. Jackie has much to share about what has not been done to secure election integrity in her state, and she details uh, the corruption that she has personal experience with witnessing. We're going to get into the details in just a moment, but first, a word from my sponsor. Face the Facts is brought to you today by MyPillow.com. Choose to switch where you shop and keep your money right here in America, supporting Mike Lindell and April Moss, and this show on Real America's Voice. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo April at the checkout. You'll receive up to 66% off, keeping your money right here in America and purchasing Made in America products. We'd like to thank our fabulous sponsor, HolyHydrogen.com. When you head over to HolyHydrogen.com and click on the research tab, you'll be able to learn about all of the ways that molecular hydrogen heals your body from the inside out. Head over to HolyHydrogen.com forward slash April today, and you'll receive up to $100 off of an at-home hydrogen system for you and your entire family to use. Jackie, thank you so much for joining the program today. Uh, I'm honored to have you on. We've got to the chance to meet a couple of months ago, and I have the, hon- the highest respect and honor for you. Um, truly, you've been through so much, and you've seen so much about the corruption that's gone on within the election system in Michigan. Tell me a little bit about what some of the new findings are um, that you've just, you know, found out about recently in Michigan. So I would like to start by saying that um, in 2020, I was an elections worker and my experience in previous elections um, was very different than my election than the election in 2020. I had some serious concerns about the integrity of the absentee ballots, especially because the signatures on the absentee ballot request forms that my clerk's office was getting didn't at all match what was on file. In some cases, there was no voter on file at all. So taking that knowledge, and thinking something's fishy, um, I eventually led a team of volunteers to go door to door and simply ask the the registered voters at those addresses, Do, does this person actually live here? Are they actually a registered voter? Did they really vote? Did they vote via absentee ballot or did they go in person to the polls on election day? And going door to door in Chesterfield and also the rest of greater Macomb County we found that there was a roughly 17.5% anomaly rate, which means that we were finding these people did not actually live at these addresses. We were finding homes that were vacant or abandoned, foreclosed on years and years ago. This is something you can easily look up if you go on BSA online, which is where property tax records and water and gas usage um, that the townships keep track of is, is made public. You can ask the current homeowners to sign an affidavit attesting to the fact that that person hasn't lived there for years or they don't know that person. Um, in some cases, the the voter or the homeowner would say, I don't vote or we didn't vote. Um, so that's what we were finding. That was 2020. And those were the findings we found after the fact. 
what's disturbing is that in April and May of this year, 2022, Jocelyn Benson, our Secretary of State, seems to be up to her tricks that she did in 2020. We know for a fact, based on a leaked email that came out of the Michigan uh, State Senate, that it is known that in 2020, Jocelyn Benson put 800,000 fake names back onto the voter rolls. These are people who had moved out of state up to 12 years ago. She put their names and addresses back onto the voter rolls, made them active registered voters, and then mailed them applications to vote absentee. So now flash forward to 2022, in April and May, um, she instructed the clerk's offices to mail voter registration cards to all registered voters in Michigan. Almost immediately, I was contacted by a concerned citizen up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. She, she called me to say she had received a voter registration card for somebody who doesn't live at her house. She doesn't know who that person is. She doesn't know why they would be suddenly registered to vote at her address. When we did a, a search on the qualified voter file, because you can get the history, voters' history. You can find out when the last time that person registered to vote and voted was. This person had not voted in Michigan since 2012. And that was deeply disturbing. You look up this person's name. This person's name has changed. It seems like they, since, uh, since that last election in Michigan, got married and moved to Minnesota or Wisconsin. Um, so... That, but that was just one instance. That was just the tip of the iceberg. I started going to local election integrity meetings and telling people that this happened. All of a sudden, the meeting ends and people come up to me and say, let me show you pictures of the voter registration cards that showed up to my house. I don't know these people. Or that's the old homeowner. Or that's my son. He moved away 18 years ago. So we have been gathering mountains of evidence that the voter rolls have once again been stuffed full of fake names and fake registrations. What could be the purpose of that other than to match fake ballots with fake names to stuff the ballot box for the upcoming election? Right, and this is this is incredible. Jackie, I mean, what what now is to be done with this? I mean, you're, you're sounding the alarm on this, uh, but it's hard to fathom if this was allowed to go on for 2020. Now we're seeing that it's, being done again for this upcoming election. Uh, we don't currently have an attorney general that's going to prosecute the current secretary of state or open an investigation into her actions. Our only hope is to get the right people in office if we can get them into office. Right. So the first thing I did when I realized we have a serious problem, this is uh, a statewide security issue. It's a, yeah. Um, it's a national security issue too, because it determines the fate of our country. So yes. I, I went to Christina Caramo, who I, I know is running for Michigan Secretary of State. Um, she's a wonderful woman, very intelligent. I asked her, what should we do? She said, what we're gonna do is we're gonna create a, a database and we're gonna start documenting all of these instances where we have registered voters that don't really exist, that don't really live at that address, that moved away years ago. And we're going to start compiling all of that together so that we have a case um, that we can take to court and we can reference back to that list of names if that person shows up as having voted in either the August primary or the November general election. Okay, so that's a good starting point, uh, taking it to the courts. 
you know, Jackie, here's what I also, you know, I was listening to the recent uh, Michigan Senate had uh, a hearing where they were basically, the Republicans had um, made amendments and they had decided that they were going to uh, make it sort of like a new law that everyone from the city clerk's office needs to remove dead voters off of the roll uh, 45 days prior to an election. Now that sounds great, but that was already in place at the time. Yes. And also there's no actual penalty within this law for um, anyone, any clerk who fails to do that job. So it seems like from what you're telling me, whether it's people who have moved out of state or people who are still showing up on voter rolls, but they've been dead for years and years, uh, you know, it seems like there's still this big issue in Michigan. Nothing's gotten fixed in the last two years. Correct. And there's something that's very worrisome that I'd like to talk about in regards to my personal, my race for state representative. I've been running on election integrity since day one. I've been endorsed by President Trump for my work documenting uh, election fraud. And what's really scary is that at the last possible second, the county clerk jumped into my race. And this is why it, it's alarming. The county clerk has been defending the 2020 election, saying that if there was any fraud, it would have been purely at the TCF Center down in Detroit, that he personally doesn't think that there was enough to overturn the results of the election, that he personally thinks Dominion voting systems are perfectly secure, and that my theory that there's a slush fund that Democrats and Republicans alike use to stop the ballot box is simply um, not true. What's interesting is that I received a call from somebody who ran for state representative in this very same seat, in this very same area back in 2018. This candidate told me on election night, this person received a phone call saying, would you like us to stuff a few into the ballot box? You're down by a few votes. Now, no names were named in terms of which clerk's office or, you know, who exactly was going to be the one doing this. But it seems to me that the people in charge of our election system either are ignorant to the gaping holes or they know that these gaping holes exist and they want them to continue because they can use it to their own advantage. Absolutely corrupt, Jackie. And you've, you've really been under a lot of scrutiny too for vo voicing your opinion. You know, you've, you've really chosen to be vocal about the corruption that you've seen. And um, I know that you've been targeted as well by, by many people who don't like the fact that you're willing to stand up for integrity and truth. And I really applaud you for continuing on through all of that, because a lot of people would get discouraged or even uh, fearful for their own life and uh, decide to back down. But you've pretty much doubled down on this and said, you know, you're going to be committed to making sure that this office of state representative is, is held with integrity. So uh, kudos to you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's the reason why state representative right now is so important is because first and foremost, you have the power as a state as a state rep to subpoena documents that the average American would not be able to access even via a FOIA. And President Trump, in his endorsement of me, 
specifically named the Warner Norcross files that the Michigan State Legislature has all of the affidavits gathered from witnesses at the TCF Center in the 2020 election that's all stored in, in these files. And as a state representative, I would be able to access those files and finally tell President Trump what's really going on. Tell the American public what really happened in the 2020 election. That is why the, the county clerk is running against me. That is why the establishment has come out against me. Um, the DeVos family has, has pledged that they will donate up to $150,000 to every candidate who runs against a Trump-endorsed candidate, I'm assuming for this exact same reason. So that's also been a real thorn in my side is just that the the very wealthy DeVos family runs and operates a number of PACs. And those PACs have innocuous names like the Michigan Freedom Fund or the Michigan Freedom Network. And they run these smear ads against me on, on Facebook. And I'm assuming mailers are probably going to start coming out. Why are they doing this? Why would they do this to a Trump-endorsed candidate? It's because they know I fully intend to look into the Warner Norcross files should I get elected. And that is what all of these people don't want to have happen. There's one last thing, and I almost forgot this. Yeah. I, I've been going door knocking for my own campaign. Yeah. And the, the uh, list of registered voters we're using to door knock is just based on those who voted in 2020. Yeah. We have been finding vacant houses, abandoned houses, vacant lots, new builds on the I already voted in 2020 list. That's why we're even talking to these voters at all for my campaign is if you voted in 2020, I'd like, you know, to have your vote in 2022. Uh, there, this the, the most shocking was a parking lot located between a restaurant and a hair salon. And I, I typed in the address on Google the address does not exist. I typed in the address on property tax records. The address does not exist. Um, when I looked up the name of the registered voter, that name does not exist in any public, not on white pages, um, not on been verified, which is what the U.S. Census Bureau uses to track people down. The person doesn't exist. It's a completely fake name and fake address. So who would have to actually compile that? The Secretary of State herself? It seems like, yes, it's her office that has centralized this role. It used to be that you relied heavily on the local clerks to verify registered voters. If you wanted to register to vote, you had to walk into the clerk's office, present a photo ID, present proof of residence, like a water bill, electric or gas bill, um, and then they would verify that information in the state database to make sure that your ID was real and your residency was real, and then you would be registered to vote. But now it's done by the Secretary of State remotely. It's all done over the computer. So local clerk's offices get alerted that they have a new registered voter, but that person is never verified. You never have the person come in. You never check ID. You never check proof of residence. You just trust the Secretary of State. Yeah, that's got to change. Yeah absolutely egregious what's going on in Michigan. It's like a free for all going on over there. It's and a country at this point. Yeah. Jackie, you are an incredible force for good. And uh, my prayers are with you. And I'm going to encourage everyone to get behind you because this is such an important, important race. Many people don't realize how important a state rep's role is. But thank you for explaining that to us because that's incredible. And we certainly do need to get to the bottom of what happened on November 3rd, 2020. And um, 
Jackie, tell everybody how they can support your campaign. Where can they go to learn more about what you're doing? You can go to my website, which is votejackie.com, vote, J-A-C-K-Y.com. Or if you'd like to make a contribution, you can go to donatejackie.com, donate, J-A-C-K-Y.com. Jackie Eubanks, thank you so much. We so appreciate your time on Face the Facts today. God bless you. And thanks again. Thank you, April. Thanks so much for joining us today on Face the Facts. If you were blessed by today's content, please share this with family and friends. And don't forget to go to Jackie's website, votejackie.com. Make a donation to her campaign today so that we can fight for election integrity and against the corruption happening in the state of Michigan. Thanks again for being here on Face the Facts. We'll see you next time.